we talked about plants. We would go to the the nursery or like garden together, like repot our plants. That was really our thing, you know. So I haven't been back to a plant store yet. And I feel like that's a little bit part of it. This is Still Here, a podcast from WFAE that asks, what does resiliency look and feel like to you? And how have you felt and been impacted by the COVID-19 pandemic? I think that's what it'll be about for all of us, just really figuring out, you know, how do we move forward and heal? What helped you overcome challenges you faced? And what did you do to cope? Resiliency is a really big part of, you know, this next part of the journey. And just not letting the grief consume me, you know, and just figuring out now new ways to honor my aunt and, you know, still feel that connection with her. I'm Sarah D'Elia. In today's story, we hear from a Charlotte journalist about loss, family, and acceptance. When 28-year-old Grayson Doctor thinks about her aunt, Bethane Middleton-Brown, a smile quickly spreads across her face. She's always been my favorite aunt, just my favorite person. Her and my mom were super close. She was so smart, and I feel like she really kind of just stepped into like the role almost that my mom was a little bit. Grayson, a reporter for WFAE, remembers one day when she ran out of batteries for her recorder, which is a very real source of anxiety for a radio journalist on a deadline. Panicked, she called Bethane. And she's just like, it's okay, just calm down. I have plenty of batteries, just come over. And I went over and she gave me some. And it's just like, little things like that just made me feel so much better. It like helped turn my day around, you know. She knew she could rely on her aunt for the small and big events in life, from a pack of batteries to carrying the family when tragedy struck. Grayson's mother, the Reverend DePayne Middleton Doctor, was killed on June 17, 2015. She was one of nine Black parishioners killed by a gunman at Emanuel AME Church in Charleston, South Carolina. I was in shock with my mom for a few years just because it's like, You just really can't believe that this person's gone. The family didn't have time for that shock to wear off. They had to figure out next steps. Especially when death happens, you don't really know how it's going to change the family dynamics, but it does. You know, I think my aunt and I both had to realize that, like, I was an adult now and no longer, like, you know, the kid or even the teenager that like she was used to. So it was really, it was really stressful in the beginning. Grayson, the oldest of four daughters, was heading into her senior year at Johnson C. Smith University. Her sister, Kaylin, was enrolled as a freshman at Johnson and Wales University. That left the youngest sisters, Haley and Zaina. Bethane stepped in and gained custody of them both. Zaina eventually moved in with Grayson, and in recent years, her Aunt Bethane had encouraged Grayson to think about getting custody of Zaina. Since her mother's passing, multiple family members had health issues, including her aunt. My grandma got sick, my granddad, you know, he lost his vision, and my aunt, like, got really sick. She had diabetes, but, like, everything just, like, progressed and got a lot worse over five years. In March of 2021... Bethane was scheduled to have a routine procedure. And it was supposed to be in and out, supposed to be good. She came out, she was doing okay. And then that night, um, it was a Monday and like really early Tuesday morning, she um, had a seizure. 
and went to the hospital. I think she came out of it a little bit, but she did eventually go back into like a vegetative state. And once that happened, it was just, yeah. Oh, man, I, I, it still feels very unreal to me because I just, I, I can't believe it. I think I'm still in shock. She died at the age of 50 on March 18th. Another really big person in our family gone, you know. Um, my aunt and my mom were just, I feel like they held everything together, you know. And so when you don't have two people like that, it's just the whole family now really has to adjust. Before her aunt passed away, obtaining custody of her sister Zaina was a possibility down the road for Grayson. Now it needs to happen during a pandemic when court systems are slow and during a time when the family is once again grieving. It's just really crazy because I'm just like, oh, I still don't feel ready, but I don't have a choice. It's not a feeling that's like, oh, I don't want to do this. You know, it's just more so of a feeling that I have to grow up really fast, you know, because now I'm like a mom. So (laughs) it's different. It is. Grayson's other sister, Kaylin, and Kaylin's two children also moved in. During this interview, the door behind Grayson slowly opened. Her two-year-old nephew wandered in to say hi. Hey. Hey. Hold on. I'm doing an interview. I don't know if it's any easier or harder than it was the first time, but I definitely feel like I'm going through, you know, the loss of my mom all over again. It's easy, Grayson says, to slip into a dark place when there's been a loss. It's something she's actively fighting against. And so I think resiliency for me right now is not going back to that place. Grayson is also finding her way back to her spiritual side. And she's working with horses in equine therapy. For me, it's really a lot of like reflecting and just being still. Like, I don't know what it is when I go out there. I think it's because it's a farm. It's it just my mind. I feel like I can, it gets so quiet. And I really have that moment to just finally be at peace. And she's also working. It's not always easy to do the job while navigating grief. And it can be frustrating to not feel focused. Even with me emotionally, there's just so much going on in my mind right now. And sometimes with anything, it's just hard, you know, to get to to do it how you were before whatever happened, happened. But, you know, it's not even about trying to get back to that point. It's really just trying to get to a new normal again. And part of that new normal will be remembering her mom and now her aunt. Something she thinks more and more about as June nears, the anniversary of her mother's death. But normally I have my aunt, you know, that I can depend on and we can like get through it together. So this year is just going to be really hard. I mean, I'm never looking forward to it, but I'm really not looking forward to it this year because my aunt and I really, you know, help each other get through that. In the immediate aftermath of her mother's death, there were conversations around forgiveness and if that would ever be possible. And before her aunt Bethane passed, Grayson recalls conversations they had regarding the person who took her mother's life. I know she had said she found herself even praying for him sometimes just because I I don't know. I think just that's where she had gotten to. She was like, I must have forgiven him because I don't even think about him anymore. I literally just think about my sister and think about, you know, what his actions have caused 
for me, I know I have not forgiven him, but I also don't think about it. You know, I just, I don't know. I guess it's a level of acceptance. Is acceptance at all a part of resiliency, do you think? It is. It definitely is because I think once that acceptance really sets in, that's when the shock kind of, when like reality is setting in more. I had that moment with me for my mom and... I guess in a way that was a part of being resilient because that was me acknowledging, okay, this did happen. You know, my mom is not here and this is just what it is from now on. So now what am I going to do about it? Bethane was laid to rest next to her sister in a cemetery in Charleston. Grayson plans to visit their gravesite soon. Both matriarchs continue to hold so much space in Grayson's world which she'll hold on to as she continues to tell the stories of others and her own. I'm Sarah D'Elia. This is Still Here. If you have a story idea for Still Here, email me at sdelia at wfae.org. Find me on Twitter at Sarah WFAE, and that's Sarah with an H. Still Here is produced and reported by me and edited by Greg Collard. Our theme music was composed and produced by Patrick Bowden and Patrick Lee. Together, they make Patrick Otto. Our really beautiful logo was made by Matthew Scott. I want to say a special thank you to my colleague, Grayson Doctor, for sharing her story today. Make sure you check out her work at WFAE.org. Learn more about the series at WFAE.org slash Still Here. Subscribe anywhere you find podcasts. Still Here is powered by Ortho Carolina. Thanks for listening. <laughs>